Well, amen and amen. Good morning, everyone. It is great to see all of you here as we start the Advent season on the first Sunday of Advent. And I want to say thank you so much for those of you who are joining us online. If you're here for the very first time, I'm Ricky Ayala, the lead pastor of New Ridge Fellowship, and I welcome you. I pray that you have felt the, the spirit moving in our midst and that you are able to give through singing, through prayers, through your giving. Again, I want to say thank you for being here. Uh, we are in our sermon series that is titled, Do You See What I See? And our hope, our goal is that uh, throughout this series is that you as a congregation will be able to see what the message of Christ wants to uh, portray in your life and that way you're not only hearing it uh, or seeing it but applying it in your everyday life. I'm going to invite you to please open up your Bible to the book of Luke chapter 1 and we're going to be hearing about the Annunciation of the Lord by an angel to another individual. You may know the story uh, but I'm going to be reading from the NIV version so that means the translation. So that means that if you have your own Bible, the translation may be a little different, but I pray you follow along. I also want to share with you as a reminder that if you are in need of a Bible, uh, on your way into the sanctuary in the lobby area, there are Bibles, uh, NIV versions, along the side of the table. Make sure you pick one up, and if you need one for yourself, make sure you can just take it home. You're not stealing from the church. We're giving you permission to take it with you, okay? Um, I, I want, again, uh, first chapter the book of Luke I'm going to be reading verses 26 through 38 but I'm going to stop intermittently in between so that way I can give you uh, some information uh, as well as uh, I'm going to ask for your participation uh, today and I'll lead you through it when it comes to that point uh, so if you have found it in your devices or in your, or in your Bible please indicate by saying good amen all right, let's do this. We're beginning on verse 26 of the first book of Luke. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. Now, the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now Mary was greatly troubled by his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. Let me pause for a word of prayer. God, as we come before your presence, thanking you that you allow us to come to this point of our worship service. Today we start the Advent season, and Advent means the coming, Lord, and not only just the coming and celebration of the birth of Christ, but also the coming of the second coming of Christ. As we prepare our hearts and our minds, speak to us today. We ask this in the sweet name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, quickly out of the, the, uh, the story, you, say you have two, two characters in the story that one of them is Mary, and the other one is the angel Gabriel. And just for the point of, uh, uh, of information or notes, if you are taking notes, you can uh, know that I was able to search and find that there are four times in scriptures that you know, Gabriel is mentioned as a messenger of God. There are two in the Old Testament and two in the New Testament. And the Old Testament, he shows up to the same individual, and that's in the book of Daniel. 
All right, chapters 8 and 9. But if you're looking specifically regarding uh, the, the name of Gabriel, it is found in chapter 8, verse 16. And then on chapter 9, it is verse 21. Uh, the meaning of what uh, uh, Daniel was going through in his visions, that's what God was able to send to him so that way he could explain the meaning of those visions. And so that's in the Old Testament. And now in the New Testament, you'll actually see that in the, uh, if you read the whole chapter of the book of Luke from the very beginning, you're going to notice that Gabriel was presenting himself to two individuals. And the one we just read, and the other one, it was to the priest Zechariah when he was doing his priestly duties in the temple. Here, the angel Gabriel shared another announcement, but I won't go into it because that's actually next week's message. All right, but I want to let you know. Sometimes, you know, I go deeper into the, the, the into scriptures, and I thought I found that interesting. Sometimes the questions that I think about, it says, "How many times did the angel Gabriel appear?" And so that's just a bit of information for you. Again, the book of uh, Daniel, chapters eight and nine, and then the book of Luke. Now that said, ladies and gentlemen, if you throughout this week and you say, "Hey, Pastor Ricky, I found another one," please let me know, okay? Uh, because that's the only ones I was able to find. Again, with the name Gabriel. All right, so here we are. The angel Gabriel appears to Mary, uh, and he was saying, you know, look, you're highly favored. All right, greetings. And then it says, don't be afraid. Why? Because she was uh, greatly troubled, the scripture is telling us here. And so I want to be able to give your participation at this very moment, okay? I'm going to read scriptures, and every time you see the word will, W-I-L-L, I'll need for you to, uh, to uh, say it out loud, okay? So follow along in this scripture, beginning on verse 31, and let's see here. It starts off right away, so let, let's try this, see if it works. You, ooh, all right, all right, that's it. So I'll start it again, I'll start it again, all right. You conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus he be great and be called the son of the most high the God the Lord God give him the throne of his father David and he reign over Jacob's ascendants forever his kingdom never ends so let me pause there for a moment. How many now, just a, a, a trivia, how many times did you say will? <laughs> Six times. Okay. Six times in those verses. But let me pause there for a moment and I'll ask you for your participation in the second round. Here, Mary is going to respond because she may have been shocked. In fact, verse 29, it says that she was greatly troubled and and that she was wondering what kind of greeting this may be, even when the angel Gabriel told her, do not be afraid for the Lord is with you. And so she paused there for a moment and she says, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? So she may have been just in shock. The scriptures say that, again, she was wondering what kind of greeting this may be. Even in the midst of of the angel telling her, do not be afraid that the Lord is with you. So it's possible that the angel also saw her reaction and responded because uh, sometimes when you, when you receive news for the very first time, especially with an angel, right, you're like, what? And you may, the, the angel may have been sharing those words that we just uh, read, but she didn't really quite get it. And she's just trying to figure out, how, how can this be? I, I, I'm a virgin. So 
the angel Gabriel, goes and gives her more information. All right? Now, a little more specifics because saying, how can this be in answering her question? So I'm going to ask for your participation again on the second half, on beginning on verse 35. Now, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit come on you, and the power of the Most High overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born, be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God ever fail. And she responded, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left. Now there were six wills in the first part. There were, you count the second part? Oh, all right, so this time you were paying attention more, all right? A total of 10. A total of 10 will setting up to what is to come will happen. And, the, and what I love about it is that the, the result or the response that Mary gave the angel was different from the first time than the second time. The first time she's saying, how can this be, right? And the second time, after getting more information, I believe that she got this more peace within her, where she was able to say, I am the Lord's servant. Let your word to me be fulfilled. What a difference, isn't it? What a difference. You know, when, when, when you look at what the angel uh, Gabriel told uh, Mary, he told her that the Holy Spirit will come upon you, gave a little more specifics. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and that the power of the Most High will overshadow you. That the child that you're going to be born will be called the Son of God. And so therefore, here G- uh, Mary is receiving that message. She can probably foresee what this great thing is going to happen through her. That God has chosen her to be able to carry his son, his one and only son, Jesus, and that she was to name him Jesus, and at least she got that information of what was to come. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I pray you see what I see is that the uh, uh, angel Gabriel did not tell Mary the whole journey. He told her the result of what is to come. But he did not say, hey Mary, the Holy Spirit's gonna come upon you and the, the mighty one will, will, the power of the mighty one will be overshadowing you. But I wanna let you know that when you are nine months pregnant, you're gonna be making a journey and that when you're gonna give birth in a manger. The angel Gabriel didn't say, hey, Mary, uh, uh, just want to let you know this child that you're going to be bearing. When, when he's around 12 years old, he, you, he's probably going to give you uh, feel like a heart attack because he's not going to be around his family and his friends. And it's going to take you three days to find him. And you're going to find him in the temple. The angel Gabriel didn't say to Mary at that very moment, hey, I want to let you know that Jesus is going to be known for his healings, for casting out demons, and for the, thing, the wonderful things that he has done, as well as teaching with uh, authority and with power. 
The angel Gabriel did not tell Mary that he's going to be uh, falsely accused and he's going to be in an unjust trial and that in a very moment he's going to be switching with a true criminal to set them free and take on the, the result of that trial. Hey, Mary, I want to let you know that Jesus, your son, the one that's going to be called the son of God, is going to be spit on. He he didn't say that he's going to be beaten. He didn't say that he's going to be flogged. He didn't say that the crown of thorns will be placed upon his head. He didn't say that he was going to be uh, nailed to the cross. He didn't say that he was going to die and that he was going to resurrect on three days. No, he didn't say any of that. I have a feeling that there's a reason why he didn't say all of that. (laughs) Think about it. If Mary heard all those specifics, I don't, I I may be wrong, but I may think that she won't be as welcoming to say, I am the Lord's servant. May your, what you're saying be fulfilled. No, because it's a journey that deals with not only uh, celebrations and joys, it's a journey that deals with pain and suffering. In order to get to the end result that the angel was telling her in the first place, that he will be called the son of God, but he did not tell her the specifics of how it was to be. You think personally in your own life, the times that you were called by God. I remember as a, when I was young, I'm still young, I'm still young. <laughs> when I was younger, uh, <laughs> I remember a call on my life to be a pastor. And I remember evangelists would come, you know, from different evangelists and, and they would say, they would, and they would have the altar calls and I would, I would come up for prayer on a regular basis. And these individuals were more like a prophetic word, which I didn't think it was prophetic at that time. It says, you're called to be a pastor. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not me. You got the wrong guy. And many of you know that I even, I shared with you openly that I I even went into the military because I figured that if I went into the military, God would not find me where I am. (laughs) You know what I mean? He found me in Nicaragua, serving over there. And man, was it a, a move of God in my life that I said, okay, I can't keep on saying no. That's, you know, I could certainly have said that because of free will, but I said, okay, I got to do this. And it came to a point that I made a decision to follow Christ into the pastoral ministry. And one of the things I just, you know, the, the sense of peace and comfort when I made that decision to leave military to go into ministry, it was just a comfort and peace that I had within me. It was almost like, like God was saying, look, I'm going to be with you. I'm not calling you to be somebody else. I'm, call, I'm calling you to be you and that uh, I'll, I'll utilize you. And, 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 and the word will be spoken and, and, and the list can go on. But he was with me, right? And that's when I said, all right, Lord. Almost like Mary. I, I'm here, Lord. Or even Samuel when he was uh, called in, in the first book of uh, Samuel chapter 3 when, when he thought it was the, the priest Eli uh, uh, calling him and it was actually the Lord that was calling him, right? And okay, here I am, Lord, right? And, and so I said, okay, God, 
as long as you're with me. But ladies and gentlemen, I wish, I wish that, that, that God, the, the, that, that same feeling that I had that God was calling me into pastoral ministry, he would say, hey, uh, uh, Ricky, I want to let you know that you're going to be going through a, a, a couple churches, right? So I had three churches that I was appointed to and in the midst of that. So the change that was happening, okay, he, God, God didn't tell me that was going to happen in the very beginning or even set, for me to sense that it was going to happen. And not only the three churches, and then you got to uh, end up in a, in a church in Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania, all right? Never would have met. Never would have met. Back in 2001, never would have uh, thought I'd be in a church in Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania. I wish he would have told me, hey, Ricky, I want to let you know that uh, as you're serving, you're going to be going through your church and you're going to be uh, going through a pandemic. Oh, I wish he would have told me that. Hey, Ricky, I want to let you know that you're, you're, you're going to be going through a, a, a part of a process that's called disaffiliation from the denomination that you came to love in the very beginning. And, and, and you're, you're going to be going through that. Lord, I, I wish that he would have told me, hey, by the way, in the midst of all that, your, your son is going to pass away. And after he passes away, you, you need to continue to preach the word. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, how hard it was this past week. I know that other people who have lost a loved one here in our church and those who are watching online, uh, this was our first one without our son, Nathanael. Oh, how difficult it was. In fact, and I'll be honest with you, it's difficult to be up here praying with, uh, preaching to you after this past week. Oh, I wish God would have just said, hey, this was going to happen. Because if, that, if he would have told me, nah, call somebody else. Don't call me. But then those moments that are really tough, I remember the why I said yes. It was never to be about me. And I pray that you understand it's never to be about me. I don't want you coming to church because of Pastor Ricky. I want you to come to church because of the one that I said yes to. And that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So whether I'm here or not on Sunday, we're on vacation or things, you come to worship. But man, do I wish he told me that. I may have had a different result, and that's probably, honestly, that's probably why he didn't tell me. It's hard for us sometimes to go into a decision or make a decision and jump all in when you don't know the specifics. But you know what happened, just like Mary, was that when she said, Lord, I'm your, I'm, I'm your servant here, she put all her trust in God, even though she didn't know the specific details of that journey. And her response should be emulated from, from all Christians everywhere, young, male, female, young and old, because her response was based on who he is. And there are times that when God calls us and, and, and great things are happening in our lives, as a human being, we, we want to take on that, that joy. We're like, oh, look at us. And we lose sight of the fact that when we said yes in the first place is to bring honor and glory to God, not to ourselves. 
I believe Mary, I may be wrong, I'm just saying, I believe Mary would have said, nah, get somebody else. If I would have known, I'd be like, nah, get somebody else. Why? Because the specifics were not what we want to go through. But ladies and gentlemen, there was one who knew the specifics to detail and still continued on. And that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And why he did it? Why he died on the cross, even on the, uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, it reflects back as what uh, Mary had mentioned. Here is your servant. Will let your word be fulfilled. Lord, God, Father, if you want to take this cup away from me, please do it, but, but not my will. Your will be done. Jesus knew what he was going to be going through. As I shared, he was spit on, he was ridiculed, he was beaten. He was flogged that his skin and the back were being torn by the equipment and the the tools that the Roman soldiers were flogging him with. And even with that, knowing that he was going to be nailed to the cross, he still, knowing the specifics, said, I'll do this. And because he did it, ladies and gentlemen, it is why I serve him. Even when I don't still didn't know the details coming to this very day, I didn't know the details is because I serve the one who said, I will. And he did it for you, and he did it for me. And therefore, in appreciation, I come to worship. In appreciation, I want to make sure that I say, God, anything I do and say, let me let it bring honor and glory to you, God. I know I'm a human being and I may fail, Lord, but you remain the same. You remain faithful, Lord. Help me to represent who you are. Even when I don't know the details. And ladies and gentlemen, there may be a fact that uh, you're here today and you're, you're, you're probably feeling that guilt or condemnation of, of, of saying, wow, the Lord, I had, he had placed something in my heart. It may not have been a pastoral ministry, but I believe that everyone who's a follower of Christ is called to do something, to represent who he is in other places that other people cannot make it to. And other people that need to hear the message of the love and the forgiveness and the salvation of Jesus Christ. And therefore, we are all called to be able to do something, but there are times to be like, no, it's not me. And you may be having that weight in your life right now. Be like all the times that I really felt that God was leading me to do something and I would turn him down. But here's uh, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, if you turn God down when he was really strong in your life, he's gonna find somebody else who will say, I do, because his word, what, will never fail. So whether it's through you or somebody else, he will have his message delivered. So why not be you? Why not be utilized by God? Even if you don't know the details. Trust in him and not on your own understanding. Let us pray. Most loving God, we are thankful for your love, for your understanding, for your message of today's scripture when the angel 
went to Mary. We're thankful that she said yes, Lord. We're thankful that you have provided us the way, the truth, and the life. And that is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, if there's anyone here today that is feeling that condemnation or the guilt that they have just heard today that you are calling people to do something, something that will bring you honor and glory and they have failed to say yes or say here I am because they don't know the details, I pray, Lord, that you lift that burden out, that you lift that guilt because your word says there is no guilt or condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That you give us each and every day another day of opportunity, Lord. And let today be an opportunity for us to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I said no before or I even dismissed it or didn't even pay attention to the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life. Lord, today I'm reminded that today that even though Jesus knew the specific details of his suffering, he still said yes for us and appreciation what can we do help us Lord and to lead us to guide us by your precious Holy Spirit we ask in the sweet name of Jesus amen amen